So, what are you reading? What am I reading? Yeah, what are you reading? Like, what what themes are you like <laughs> thinking about, and what are you what are you studying as a layman? <laughs> You've never asked me that in my entire life. Oh,、uh, but but to answer your question, um, I'm I'm not. Like, I'm not reading any novels, or as you'd probably call them in this persona, novella.、Um, yeah, I'm not really reading anything other than the usual.、Uh, cool. But I feel、are、like you, I'm supposed. Are you gonna ask me? Uh huh.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, so, well, I mean, you don't even have to ask. I'll just get into it. Yeah.、Uh, okay. So I'm reading. I'm reading a new novel. Well,、uh-huh. I'm. Well, it's not new. It's only really new because I'm rereading it. Uh huh. Because <laughs> I've read it before. Uh-huh. I read a lot, so、I've, at this point, I don't even read books anymore. I just reread. I've read everything.、Um, so, yesterday I finished up、um, Finnegan's The Elsterus. What? It's a it's a period piece. Yeah, it's a twenty third century culture haiku from the Middle Ages. What is a haiku? Yeah, it's、oh. like a proverbial backslap from the West. <gasps> I literally don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so Finnegan is an Irish writer, right? And he just writes about, you know, pepperminting the trail, so to speak. Ah,、uh, and <laughs> uh, yo, that was <laughs> that was that was that was、Ooh. nonsense, but that was pretty good. How do you want to start this? You want to go first? Why don't you Why don't you land us at the scene? Okay, you just sailed across the Atlantic. Uh huh.、Um, on a boat. And no less. On a boat that you bought from Craigslist. Uh huh. And you're now in a new country and you're about to start college. What's like? What sort of anecdotes are you walking through? <laughs> Oh, that, that was a lot. It's fine. So, 2016,、uh, yeah, new country, new phase of life.、Um, but being an international student, I get to attend, or、well, I got to attend、um, O Week or orientation, international students orientation, whatever.、Um, which means, like this whole thing of oh, you have to make a whole bunch of new friends is kind of made easier by the fact that. You're put in a smaller group of people,、um, and you have the common enemy of cultural assimilation, right? So you just become friends.、Um, mm. So it's it's. I think it's a good、oh, thing、wow. to have. You just be like, hey,、um, we understand this is a new place, new vibe, might be difficult for you. So you know, let's build some camaraderie and friendship before like school really kicks off. So that's. That's my first week there, and then like、right. everybody else arrives.、Um, not too long after that, I'd say you and I met, but I'll let you like bring your story up to where I am now, and then we can kind of like tandem bike the rest. Yeah, something like that. Whatever that means. <laughs>、um, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I so landing on the scene. I took an overland route. Actually, I didn't need to cross the seas. Wow. Um, yeah, I was already in the QS of A, so I definitely started college with a lot of、uh, energy, and I kind of had a decent start. 
from one from like a cultural standpoint, I think, because I didn't mm-hmm. come from abroad, so I didn't really think about navigating those territories. But what was really cool is that my roommate was from the UK, <laughs> which, as you lot know, like I love that country and, um, you know, Blackberry and all those like words that they say that are different in a lot of good way. Um, I'm going to switch back to my American accent now. But yeah, my roommate was super cool. Um, had no really no like issues. Like I liked them. Still talk to him today. Oh, nice. Um, and we lived in this dorm that was like dedicated to the African diaspora. And I knew I wanted to live there after visiting my school because it seemed like the black community really thrived there. And I didn't really have a much of black community where I came from. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was something I wanted. And I just wanted friends that were similar to me in that way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I started living there. Um, I was a. Uh, interesting kid like i was i would always like i would like say hi to people and like always sprinkle in a joke or something um like i'd always say clutch or whatever (laughs) like clutch city houston and then i'd always be like i'd always do the whip at like various times there aren't that many various times where one should do the right okay right exactly (laughs) and so (laughs) Like, but some people like liked it. Like, I know this one guy in the dorm. Like, I would be like, "Hey, we're joined at the whip," um, um, and so we'd like whip and then like bump into a knuckle touch. Great guy, down yeah. to earth. He's from Chicago. Nice. Um, great city. Never been. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that funny? That great was actually city, funny. Never been. Um, just no idea what I'm talking about. So yeah, definitely bumped into some people that like liked my jokes, mm-hmm. but. I think there was a disconnect in terms of like what I want to do with my life and my time. And so like, I think in college there's a big like, Hey, let's go out into the bars or like, let's go to like a frat house. And Mm -hmm. I would do that for someone that like I really was close to. And I maybe do that like once or twice, but um, I sort of got trained from that Mm. uh, energy. And um, I struggled with finding people that like I, thought was like funny and like cool thought were funny and like cool to hang out with and didn't want to like go out and do stuff right um and then i also struggled with like sometimes rubbing people the wrong way mm-hmm. um on a Against cultural level so oh. <laughs> yeah like so like even coming in to the like a house that was dedicated to this like black culture and stuff i definitely mm-hmm. was looked at as more white and some people thought it was like cute and exotic yeah. um, but some people like thought it was like uh like what's your deal mm-hmm, i'm also mm-hmm. quirky and weird so there was a little bit of a tension there mm-hmm. so yeah that that was my that was the first couple of months so you seem to remember this you know, better um than me mm-hmm. oh i i'm sorry Thanks My for sharing. My life? No, no, uh, no. The thing <laughs> I was, I was going to mention. Say I better remember it better. <laughs> well, I forgot to say thanks for sharing because you did that before. Whatever. Um, but you know, anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah. I just assumed we met like late August, early September when things started, but apparently we didn't. Um. Yeah, we 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 did not. Okay. Yeah. I don't, but I don't remember exactly when we met. Okay, that's I just fine. Know that, it was freshman. Yeah. It was first semester freshman year, though. 
first semester freshman year yeah um, well i know that neef so neef was too cool so he didn't play intramural soccer he played uh club soccer oh yeah so he came to im as a spectator <laughs> and so that's when i i started like he just was very funny and like was very back and forth size of sense of humor and like we had good chemistry and that's huge for me and so like one of my favorite things to do like when i'm not studying is to just like have a crack Oh, that sounds no, weird. Okay. Have a crack, like, like have a joke, like just like mess around and like. I don't think anybody watch, says uh, that. Anyway, just like you know, <laughs> <laughs> just like make jokes and like just get food or like watch a movie and just like mm-hmm. do something chill. Go for a walk, right? Talk about life, mm-hmm. um, play sports. That's like what I like to do, and like a lot of people think that's mad boring, but like that like really got me through. And like church, and mm-hmm. like talk about God and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we had those connections, and and it really helped. And a bunch of other people I met like had a similar, that kind of a bunch of people I later became close to had that similar connection, if that makes sense with me. And so that kind of helped me, like get more grounded at school. But right. I'll let you tell your half of the story. Yeah. So I. <laughs> Again, like I said, I don't even remember how we met. I just remember us being friends, really. Um, So maybe it was just, it was pretty seamless. We'd kind of like, I'd come by um, your place sometimes, like where you lived and I chill with you guys. But you also used to come over to CKB where I was. Um, And we'd, we watched, I feel like we watched. Oh yeah, that was my dorm. I feel like we watched a lot of Family Guy freshman year. oh we watched a lot of family guy yeah we watched a lot of family, family guy got me through freshman year in a weird way yeah i had that nothing to sense. do with that it was it was just pure he was actually friends with family guy i was just like third wheeling his family guy day. he was just com- he was just company <laughs> i don't know if that's OD. i feel like what if that's what it is what if you're just company to me <laughs> uh, well um i figure out what i'm gonna do with that but I think I think I might live on. We'll see though. <laughs> I'm weak. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> so that's Maybe. that's my I don't know. I just remember like, oh, like I'm friends with with Kenne now. Um and then the thing that put our friendship in jeopardy is when you'd lie to me and say you were outside and you weren't. I think like that oh, was probably well. the most challenging time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Freshman year. Yeah, I would because it was cold, so I'd be like, oh, I'm there, but like I'm the distance away from the door that it would take him to get down the stairs. And that worked a lot of the time. But, like, every so often, like, I would, like, I would, like, forget something. And then Mm -hmm. I mistimed it. And he's, like, there. And he's, like, he's, like, his, like, uh, he's that, like, what's that Aardvark show? The cartoon? (laughs) That meme with the fist. Arthur? Hey, Arthur? He has his Uh, fist clenched or whatever. I don't think it was an Aardvark. I don't think Arthur's an Aardvark. But it's okay. What is he? Isn't an aardvark like an anteater with like the long snout? Aren't they quite similar? Oh, the I same? thought that's just an anteater. Uh, well, you suck. You know what? I, I will look up aardvark after this episode. Okay. Or, I mean, yeah, you we'll could see. just like slide O the ver and like <laughs> Google it. That's true. Uh, you know what? An aardvark? He's an aardvark. Yeah, you see. He's an Aardvark. Well, I, yeah, I honestly, for the longest time, thought Aardvarks and, and Eaters were the same animal. Da, 
that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's just like the the art. Oh, is, they are uh, so different. Like this. Yeah, this is problematic. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I think we need to take an intermission. I need to deal with this. Dumb <laughs> week. I think as much as we've talked about, like, kind of, like, very generic, like, oh, this is how, like, we became friends and how, like, mm-hmm. friendships start in that phase. I think there are a lot of challenges that do surround that meeting new people, mm. sending down a new space. Like, mm. if it's, like, culturally different or just, like, mm. you grew up in a small town your whole life and now you've moved out to the big city or, like, whatever your personal case is, I think there's some pretty right. common challenges that... uh everyone who has to like all of a sudden like settle down in a new space and make new friends kind of deals with and i definitely mm-hmm. had some of those when i moved over to um america and you know like with school and stuff or moved over yeah so i know one of the things i definitely struggled with and it's weird because like i only became aware of the fact that i struggled with that like later on um mm. there's a lot of like just like misunderstandings that at this point maybe i would chalk down to like cultural differences which seems vague but it's kind of like maybe stuff i'd say or do or things people would say and do and then there's like there's just like a disconnect because like you've grown up in like mm. very different cultures and now you guys have come mm. together and like you're making friends with mm. these people who have very different life experiences and take things differently in a way mm. so uh, because of the way I am, like, I'll crack certain jokes and, like, I think in my head, I'm like, oh, I could take that kind of joke and I would think it's funny. Um, mm. But that's also, like, largely a result of the environment, like, like, I grew up in, like, in high school, bro, like, nobody was off limits, mm. like, nothing was really off limits. If you, yeah. you know, you messed up, like people would make fun of you. You kind of all laughed it off. It built character in a way. And I'm not saying other people didn't have that, but I'm just saying like when you get into a new space, the assumption that everyone grew up the way you did <laughs> is like fatally flawed almost all the time. Um, so for sure, I know for me, definitely just like even communicating clearly with people was definitely a challenge and like maybe you it's funny now like some people be like you know when i first met you neve like like i was pretty like scared and intimidated by you and i was like wait why like how would that happen mm. um mm. but i guess it like it worked out because those people and i are like friends now but maybe my sample space is like kind of bad because the only people who would tell me that are the people who i'm now friends with to the point where we can have that conversation so maybe mm-hmm. like i'm not friends with certain people because of that aspect and like it was off-putting to them and i know i definitely had to like figure out how to navigate that a bit more for sure two things i struggled with i kind of existed at the spectrum or saw this spectrum where like there's some people that are like there's people that are like antisocial in the real world or like outside of high school and outside of college too. And then there's also the people that are like really nice and social, but like you, you can't like, mm-hmm. you were not going to be able to connect with them just because you're different. And that's going to like 
that's that's like the mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the friendship is just not gonna happen so like i when i first like i was very right. and still am like i'm open to meeting new people and so like in a class i would just like mid-lecture like start a conversation and i was a class clown in high school so like i'm definitely used to being able to like pay attention and like hey insert joke here at a strategic moment like it's not even a mm-hmm. science but like i'm explaining it just so listeners understand <laughs> and so i had this one friend her name is eve we're friends now her name is eve and she um that's not her real name but i'm just being silly i sat next to her in my class and she's um like the first couple of times and i thought she was funny and like it wasn't I just thought she was funny. They're just like, she's kind of sassy, whatever. And I'd be like, yo, like, what's up? And I would make jokes to her during class. Um, I think at one point I like, I think at one point I like hit on her or something. It was, it was weird. But I think I was like, I would make all my little whip jokes. And then Uh one time she was like, I think she was, there's this guy that I thought she was talking to. And I was like, hey, if it doesn't work out with him, like, hey, it worked out with me or something like that. And she always told the story to this day. But that's kind of the person I was in class. Not like hitting on people. Like, this was just banter. But like, Mm -hmm. just making jokes and like, just trying to be personable and like, have a good time in a pretty stressful environment, which college can be. That kind of drives some people crazy. Like, some people don't want to talk to you during class. Mm -hmm. Some people just don't want to talk to you, period. Um... (laughs) And people will forget your name. Yeah, like people will forget your name. And what was really crazy for my situation is that I had long hair. Like I have long hair now and I did like at the end of high school. Um, And so my group me picture was me with long hair. So I made all these like surface level friendships on group me. And then I moved to college and I cut my hair really short. And so I'd be like, hey, what's up? Like Natalie. And they'd be like, Who they'd be like you know what I mean? Like, you, oh, okay, that's Kenne. Kenne, you know, that's another Kene? hard one. Like, making <laughs> friends is really challenging because my name was hard to pronounce. Because you'd be like, mm. you're, not rem- you're not memorable if your name is hard to pronounce. Um, huh. Especially if there's that's not, like, a cool nickname. Yeah, you're, like, it's not easy to remember you because it's like, oh, okay, now I have to, like, say his name and, like, maybe I'll offend him. I'll just, like, mm. not talk to him. Uh, (laughs) so maybe that's just me projecting but i low-key think that's what it was um Mm. and so that that was a thing too so and on that end like hard to break through to some people some people it was super easy to connect with um Mm -hmm. and like i had an abundance of friends if it made sense in that category not not like not friends friends but you you can kind of call the intermediates friends in a way when you're first starting out. At least that's what I did. Um, just connections. And so I, I found that a lot of people would text me and reach out to me like, come to this and come to this, come to this. And I was like spread very thin mm. first couple of months of college. And I was overwhelmed. Um, and I was hanging out with people that frankly, I couldn't be friends with long term like i was like i don't like we we're not doing this we're not interested in the same things the same things right um and like so i had these one friends and like they wanted to just like get high together all the time and like like no offense to that but i just didn't that's not what i wanted to do Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. like i would go hang out with them every so often and just kind of like 
be there on the side and right which gets boring and tiring which gets boring because the thing is like you have when you're sober minded like you're going on your own strength (laughs) <laughs> that's funny no i think no i think people need to hear this when you're sober minded you're going on your own strength so a lot of times people will like push you to like do more things socially but it's like yeah easy for you because your mind isn't there like i'm thinking about everything i'm doing so mm-hmm. if i'm sober minded i can't hang out all day i need time to like you know, like, like go for a walk and like decompress mm-hmm. <laughs> like so um I would always get flack or um, like I would get people mad at me because I couldn't come through to everything. The irony. And I would take that to heart and I'd be like, oh, man, I'm such a bad friend. Um, Even though we're not friends yet. But you know how it is. Like, I'm such a bad (laughs) Mm -hmm, person. You feel the pressure. Um, You feel the pressure. But then I would discover. And and this took a lot of time. It's not like I figured this out in fall. Like, it, it took years. Mm-hmm. Like people, people f- not flake. I don't think actually flaking is actually overused. People call you a flake when you say no. A flake right. is someone that says yes. And then <laughs> yes. And then doesn't show up. Right. Yeah. Like, so people be like, you're a flake. It's like, I'm not a flake. I said no. <laughs> it was never coming. <laughs> but um, it's true. Like people f- would flake on me for things like, hey, let's do this. And then they'd be like, oh, just kidding. I can't. And I remember just being like, oh, it's fine. Like, they're busy. Like, I love my friend. Like, I'll see them next time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it's chronic, then it's like, okay, do you care about me? But my reaction mm-hmm. to people pulling out of plans with me was always kind of like, okay, cool. They've got something going on. Um, but whenever right. someone else, um, when it was the other way, I felt like people were, like, very exasperated. And so mm-hmm. I started to kind of... Um, think more critically about how I responded to people calling me a flake. And I'd be like, listen, um, I don't treat you that way. Um, so I'm not going to let myself be treated that way. Right. So I'm not going to pressure myself into doing things that I literally don't want to do. Um, especially if we're not close. Like if we're close, okay, I'll like take the L sometimes and like go to your mixer and like endure (laughs) for like an hour like every like blue moon but like if you flake on me because life happens i definitely get to like say no because life happens and um and it happens to all of us that's the thing it happens to all of us and obviously it happens a lot less frequently with someone like neef like i will rarely say no um yeah because like we're really close and like i guess the hobbies align more as well so the it's not like align. like i'm not well a lot of our interactions aren't draining yeah I, I totally agree and i think that like you have to have that conversation with yourself and kind of be like hey this is what i like to do and it mm-hmm. was a harder conversation for me because like the things i like to do are can are like sort of thought of in our culture is like not like they're boring like people literally call me boring right (laughs) um and so like i would always i never felt like i was um having i felt like i was having fun but like i had to almost convince myself i was having fun because someone Mm -hmm. else was always like why don't you go out like you need to cut loose it's like i am cutting loose (laughs) having the time of my life you know what i mean like (laughs) um so 
Yeah, so um, you should not go through the rest of your life until you get subscribed to our first sponsor. Okay. Cue. We're going to cue the music first, right? We're going to cue the music. All right, cue the music, Splice Team. Today's episode is sponsored by Passive Aggression. Are you mad at your friend and don't want to tell them? Do you not want to work out your frustration rationally? Well, we have the perfect product for you. Use our link passiveaggressive forward slash TCAT to get 10% off your annual subscription to being hard to deal with. Enjoy! Ad break. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. I think that um, at times there's definitely a level of compromise that should exist in every friendship. For but sure. I think the thing with life and with all these relationships is like learning where that limit is so that you're happy being in that friendship and the other party is also happy. And right. it's like it's mutually beneficial. I think where we mess up a lot of the time you know me not let me not say we let me speak for myself especially like Mm. early college it's kind of oh you know like the whole thing of getting spread thin for me came from a place of like what i would call an overcommitment to too many relationships at once right so it's Mm. like you're good friends with this person and you're good friends with that person and you're good friends with this person and you're good friends with that person and the way you build a lot of those friendships in my case at least, was like time-based and that's what Mm. maintained a lot of them. But like it's 24 hours in a day regardless of how many people you choose to give your time to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that definitely had me at times feeling like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I feel like I'm always like running up and down for these people type thing. And it's like in many ways I was (laughs) self-inflicted because I, you know, you didn't draw the line like okay like we're cool but like i can't be as cool with you as i am with like kenne for example or with someone else because like it's just not sustainable um Mm. and realizing that after the fact makes for tricky dealings because then you try to like change the norm Mm. Uh, but maybe that's a conversation for another time because like that is like a whole thing on its own in terms of like just navigating spaces and creating like realistic expectations even for your friends and i think for you being able to say like, hey, like, no, I will not be showing up to this thing. It was part of laying that foundation um, for mm-hmm. what should and should not be expected of you. I mm-hmm. think there's definitely a large portion of like that early phase. You're dating sort of. <laughs> right. You're like speed, speed dating. dating the friends mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to figure out like, okay, where do we match up? Where don't we match up? Because a lot of friendships, I think, are born out of circumstance or convenience at the beginning. Oh, you live together, Mm. you have class together, which I think is great. And there has Mm. to be some way to meet, but I think you spend that first period just kind of like figuring out like, okay, Ken's, you don't want to go to parties, neither do I. Um, Mm -hmm. You want to watch Family Guy? Oh yeah, you do, cool, I do Mm. as well. it's like, that's great. It's like, oh, you want to play soccer? I do as well, that's great, Mm -hmm. you know. and that's how you kind of figure out, like, who yeah. can I be friends with? And, I mean, we we have friends who 
who party, but those friends yeah. never pressure us like, hey, you guys got to come. You need to cut loose because that understanding was fully established. So I think no matter right. what phase of life you're in, that's definitely something you kind of have to do proactively. You have to be For honest sure. because like the only sustainable version of yourself you can be is like your actual self, you know, mm. um, I think Facts. it's good to bend and compromise in appropriate ways, but not to the point where like you kind of abandon your character for the sake of friendships or for the sake of mm. like people liking you. Um, cause that's just burdensome. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Yeah, definitely. Did you find that you had that chip on your shoulder of like wanting people to like, like you? <laughs> Um, I think no. I asked that because I did. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's fair. I think in hindsight, I don't think so. <laughs> and the reason was like, I'm like quite a homebody. So like, if mm. like things didn't work out with friends, I'd just be friends with my family, <laughs> mm. which in a way is good. But um. I learned yeah. is not something you should say to people you're friends with. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's true. That's so that, d- was, that changes the dynamic. It does, bit. because in a way, it makes them as expendable to you as you are to them, which is like, oh, how would he say that? But like, it's literally true. I think you find that in a lot of friendships, like there's like a level to which you are replaceable, especially at the beginning. Mm. Um, but I think as you become closer and closer to people, you find that like their unique pairings of characteristics make them harder to replace, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's how we begin to value people more. When so you begin I'm not to replaceable is what, <laughs> is what the viewers uh, and I are asking. Oh, right, right. What's that song by um, that obscure artist? Oh, what's her name? Beyond, Beyondy, Beyonce, Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce. Yeah, but Beyonce. But she says something about, you know, irreplaceable. Is that the name of the song, mm-hmm. or is that to the left? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, moving it's, on from exposing yeah, my I mean, lack of knowledge about Beyonce. Okay, Weird. it's not both, <laughs> unless it's like in brackets, like some songs. No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying it's basically both to you because you're folding. Oh yeah. We have a, anyway, we have an we have an audience that like heavily. I ran the numbers. I manipulated uh, the language, and I noticed the data. Forty nine point three percent of our listeners would describe themselves as Beyonce advocates. Advocates. Um, a real, okay. a real, real dusting of the peppermint trail. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Back to normal. It's a podcast and it's ASMR right now because uh, Kenny is drinking into the mic. Next thing, he'll be okay. scratching it and asking you to donate to his Patreon. <laughs> I'm screaming. Everyone Google Cardi B ASMR. You will be happy for the rest of your life. Uh, okay. He's selling you false dreams like he did in the pilot. But anyway, oh. um, the thing is, in terms of like people liking you, I think... I think maybe if I cared a bit more about that, I would have offended fewer people. <laughs> I'm screaming. Um, but did you feel like you needed to learn a little bit about caring what people think? Not like for an ego thing, but like for an empathy yeah, thing. Yeah, for an empathy thing. Because especially 
in terms of like caring what people feel, what well, you know, taking into consideration how people felt in relation to not how they felt about me as a person, but how they felt about certain things that I did, how it made mm-hmm. them feel. Uh, because, yeah. like, you just sometimes you need to learn how to read that. And because people are so mm-hmm. different, um, you can take for granted sometimes that, like, oh, that person was fine, or you project. So I think that's probably my, my biggest issue is, like, mm-hmm. I project a lot. I was like, someone would say something to me, and I, like, I'd laugh it off. So then my assumption is that, like, oh, like, we can banter. Um, mm. But sometimes, like, a lot of things in friendships are one-way street mm. um, in the sense that, like, the give and take is never... F- well, it's not It's not that it's never, but oftentimes it's not 50-50, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So learning how to navigate that, like, oh, like, okay, you can do that, but when I do it, you feel some kind of way about it. That's mm-hmm. clearly an issue, but, like, I should operate in a way that we work out that issue, not that I just carry on assuming that because you do it, I can do it, or because I do something, I then expect it from you type Mm. of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, So definitely that was probably more my issue. Just like, I think it came down to like, oh, wait, like people are different. And like, this is a very diverse space with people with very different backgrounds. Um, And I need Mm -hmm. to understand how to operate in those spaces mm-hmm. um not at the expense of who i am but so that i can also grow as a person mm-hmm. and have fruitful interactions with like the people around me For sure. And I think comedy for me, and I think for you too, is a big way in which we like process the world and um, it can come off unserious, but comedy is often serious in its own way and that it like reveals certain things that we're like seeing or perceiving. It's a really powerful art form of communication. And not only does it lighten the heart, but it can also like offend potentially. Mm -hmm. For sure. So for me, like I like, as some people would say, have no chill in terms of my like appreciation of humor or my like giving of or my like articulation of humor. And so I I definitely had to learn like, Oh, that might be triggering, you know, so to speak. Well, that's a Um, bad time. Or that's a bad time. Um, I just hit my thighs together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Celebratory thigh clap. Yeah. I think, wrapping this all up i think i'm gonna be thinking a lot about those themes that like i went through in college and in high school and like a lot of points in my life where i had to like meet new people and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. really rock them forward in this season (laughs) like i'm so excited to i'm already like getting flack for saying no and i'm just like yay that's part of life you know what i mean right right that's <laughs> um, definitely part also, of life and i've also been stretched like i've already mm-hmm. it's been a week here and i've already been stretched in terms of mm-hmm. like um doing things that like uh, it's not like my mo or mode of operation but like i like these people so i want to like 
see what's at. So I'm already trying to find the middle ground, so to speak, in your relationships. And right. it's exciting. You know, it's it is exciting. It is yeah. exciting. Um, I look forward to the day you tell me I've been replaced. Because um, then I can just pretend that I replaced you as a response and not that I had done it already. Oh. But I do definitely. What? Pat's we we that was a joke. So I was doing our consumer research. I was running the numbers, and I think uh, we need to insert more jokes for Black women because they're our, our like biggest audience. Oh, so I, Pat's I weave. Pat's weave. You hear that, female Black listeners? Yeah, we support you. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like you know how like so. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I hope I hope someone finds that amusing. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think any of our like listeners have weaves. I think they either use wigs or braids. True. Or nothing. So True. Huh. Pat's well, wig. <laughs> Yo. Uh wow, I hope that offends zero people. Well, the other thing is Yikes. If you're laughing, you can't be offended. Exactly. That's the trick, right? That's the beauty of comedy. You can say things that are as offensive as you want, as long as they're funnier than they are offensive. Yeah. So we'll see how that one goes down with the listeners. If we like lose subscribers, we'll know why. Um, yeah. It'll be your fault. It'll be my fault. It's fine. I'll take the responsibility. Also, let us know um, how you feel about all this. And um, if you want us to expand on any of this or just talk oh, more, yes. we definitely will be talking about friendship a lot because we're friends. And we like are always questioning whether we should still be friends. So it's a really Fact. it's a re- <laughs> we by we he meant he means he is. I already know my answer. I'm like I'm weak. <laughs> um, so yeah, just let us know if we could expand on this more, and then let us know more generally about the podcast. Like, oh. Before we, <laughs> wow, wow, wow! You guys aren't gonna hear what Kenneth just said before this, but no, it was a very poor choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say is definitely, even as these new phases of life start, um, it is important that the lessons we learned in like the last phase are taken, like you said, you would. Um, and I think for everybody who's listening, I think a lot of us are actually starting new phases of life and i think take the time to sit down and kind of reflect on your college experience um or whatever experience came before this one or whatever you're going through and try and pick out the lessons um Mm. i think we'd both agree that messing up is not a big deal but like don't let it be for nothing um so if you've had like relationships with people that have just like oh you guys are best friends and now you don't talk at all or this happened or that happened like it's definitely worth assessing why things went wrong or oh this is why this person and i are such good friends like what are we doing right you know just don't just kind of like go on through life and it's 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 fun it's tough to do that and sometimes you will cringe at like oh my goodness how could i have done that how could i have said that why did i handle that like that being in public (laughs) right um you might have to, yes, you might just have to like cringe because of the things you've done in the past, the ways you handle things. But I think 
that's a good sign, right? Um, <laughs> that you've grown up and you've come to understand life and the world a bit more. So yeah, just mm-hmm. look in the mirror and see how good or bad you are at like friendship and just try to get better. Is that the conclusion? That's, That's we should have just said that and like have it be a 30 second podcast. People only really listen for 30 seconds and then they like text us and be like, oh my God, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Oh my gosh. When is the next one coming out? <laughs> if you'd like to be one of those people who sends us fake congratulatory messages, <laughs> get in touch with us on Instagram at kids are talking or on Twitter at kids are talking or just go to the, either of those and click on our link tree which Ken is so kindly made um, and then find all our links there right? please get in touch with us um, we'd love to hear from you like to be honest we do really appreciate the feedback and it kind of keeps us going we enjoy doing this but even if one person enjoys listening to us we'll um, be more than happy to keep making these episodes right sweet yes so um yeah friendship it's fun it's tough but it's 100% worth it right for sure Um, so yeah alright see you dog I'm gonna pause see you man we're the kids and we've been talking we've been talking (laughs) 